1: wherever podcasts are available.
2: Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond, 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 beyond. Beyond. Stop
0: it! Stop it! Enough of that. All right, this is podcast Beyond, episode four hundred and eight. I'm Max Goble. Joining me, Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Brian Altano. Bra, bra. -bra And Vince Ingenito. Beyond. Uh, Marty Ooh, Sliva is uh, rattlesnaking round the w- the wild the wild west of America. Where is he? Yep. Is he on
2: a video game adventure? I you don't, don't know. even know where he is. I, or Why he's
3: there? Yeah, I think we're. I, th- I don't think we can say. We probably can't really? say. Yeah. But, he's in. Uh, uh, he's in. we uh, have uh, to the kill everyone fucker. listening if we yeah. say. Yeah.
2: Side note: I took one of those trips once where I was gone for two days and I couldn't tell anyone where I was, and yeah. it's a very uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> I know it's part of our jobs. Yeah. But it's also a little weird to be like my location is under embargo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I have family and friends. Like, what if I get
3: hurt? People are also really. Yeah worried about it because like they can't say it, but then you like you look at their stuff and they're tweeting out pictures and it's like very obvious. Yeah, like, yeah. You got to You got to play the game. Yeah. We had a big fight over who sat in Marty's seat. I won. That wasn't a big fight. It was a big for me. I mean, have you seen my life for me? <laughs> that was the closest King thing I've you ever a been. It's a big fight.
0: Uh, <laughs> we've all been there though. Anyway, uh, we've got we're gonna have kind of a light show today because we have packs coming up uh, mm. this weekend. Uh, Brian and I fly out Thursday afternoon. Are...
3: Yep, I fly out Thursday morning.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vince, are you going to PAX? No, I am not. I get to, uh, I get some rest. You, oh, get, yeah, to, you get to do some
3: naps, yep. Prime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, naps, Prime. Um, so we actually yeah. have a, we have a, a
0: meetup. Uh, we're gonna have a few kind of meetups. We, we have we... a
3: couple. Yeah. So the the in order, the first thing is on Friday night. We have a we're co sponsoring a thing with uh, Square Enix for Lara Croft Go. Yeah. So it's the IGN Lara Croft Go party. Um, that one I believe is at the Hard Rock. And should be fun. There's going to be poutine and live snakes at that party. That was a Eugene. great meeting. Where's Mitch Steyer? That was a yeah. great meeting oh, he'll to be have. Actually, I heard it was live
2: Poutine and edible snakes.
3: Yeah, so you don't know which is which. They look well, the same. Yeah. One is snakes covered in gravy, and one is poutine. <laughs> like live snakes covered yeah, in gravy, it's or it's dead cooked snakes? You reach in, you don't know what you're getting. Live you're snakes. Really annoyed by it, by and the edible way. Snakes
2: are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. I just want you to know. Uh, <laughs> if you put gravy on a snake, he is not a happy snake.
3: No, and then the cheese curds on top of it, man. Or, yeah, he's uh, just not great. Well, those just kind no of fall good. off. Not but great. Not a good snake habitat. All right. And uh, then the following night, we have another meetup thing that's happening. That is at Amber the indian restaurant and that one is um so it's actually you had to get tickets so that one is actually technically sold out um you know hopefully there ends up being a, a little bit of extra room but yeah, yeah that one um we put tickets out we were tweeting about it about three weeks ago and um i believe that one is technically sold out and
2: i will mention that you don't need a pax badge to get in either of these if you d- you just have to actually yeah. be in that area yep and these are um which i actually had to field that question because somebody was like I'm not going to be in Seattle. Can I like, be there? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so, because I don't have a machine that warps <laughs> We're going to periscope you
0: well, in. Well, if you go out in yeah. the desert eat the right stuff on the ground, you might be That's right. there. That's true. <laughs> get on that gravy. Uh, it's form.
3: Um, uh, yeah, there will be live snakes covered in peyote. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so speaking no, of going out so, in the desert eating weird stuff, uh, Vince, the reason we have you here. But I'm going I'm to say one more quick thing about PAX. Can I say one more quick thing about PAX? What? Uh, the, every time we go to a show <laughs> like this, uh, we, we get these tweets that are like, oh, man, just saw Brian Altano. Too scared to say hi. Oh, don't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, like, if you it, If you can't make either of these meetups, we'll be on the show all week. Um, come say hi. Like, seriously, don't feel weird about coming up and saying hi. I was wearing my T-shirt that said "Don't fucking say hi." <laughs> <laughs> what was that picture Ever? that someone tweeted out of you? Like, like I yelled his name and he turned around and it was like you're looking real angry from real far. I was away.
2: on a balcony during Comic Con and it looks like I'm, bouncer, I'm a bouncer of a club.
1: Just whatever you do when you meet Brian Altano for the first time, don't go too far trying to make a good joke. Or like a crazy yeah, joke? Just say Cause hi. I, just, just say. Yeah, because I made that mistake. I, I came into the office as a freelancer once, and you were – I don't know what your role was at that time. Uh-huh. It was the first time we'd ever actually met, and I was talking about some piece that I think you wanted you, – you were going to help me make yeah. or I needed to do for you. And I I made some super inappropriate – dark, like, joke involving corpses or something, <laughs> and you were like, uh, that's kind of weird, and just, like, ignored it and kept going, and I was like, well, I ruined my chance of well, being I friends with Ryan Othado forever.
2: I always think about it like, if you're, if I'm always driving 70 on the highway, I want somebody to go 90 so I can be like, ah, that's really fast. <laughs> and then you get pulled over for it, and I'm like, <laughs> Alright.
3: Okay, sorry, Metal Gear.
0: Anyway, yeah, Vince, you just reviewed Metal Gear Solid I, 5, I sure The did. Phantom Pain, mm-hmm. and you gave it a 10 out of 10. Ooh.
3: Not a perfect
0: score, but the highest score you can <laughs> give it. Thank, thank you, you for yeah. correcting me
1: about that <laughs> granular little. I wasn't trying to correct you, I was trying to save myself from like death. <laughs> Right. No.
2: This is this has been a big thing for years at IGN. Right, where people yeah. were like, "Oh, so the game's perfect?" Well, no. It is just it is the highest score we can possibly give it. <laughs> um, yeah. But Which it's, means a per- it's a perfect. The game might not be perfect, but the score is perfect. So yeah. So this is a discussion
0: I had. I uh, on... can't go higher than an
1: eleven. So this is
0: what this is the discussion uh, the that I had. Criticism. no, yeah. yeah, you're right.
1: This, this is what I had with someone on Twitter, and they were like, look, you can say 10 out of 10 isn't perfect all you want, but 10 out of 10 is a perfect score, and if it's not perfect, then you shouldn't give it that. It's and a perfect was like, score,
3: but not a perfect game. Yeah.
1: Right, so so this is what I. This is the way I try to explain it to this person, and they great, still- Great medium for such a debate. They, too, oh, anyway. yeah, Twitter's perfect for that, <laughs> let me tell you. i Twitter a 6 out of 10 for debate.
0: It's like <laughs> arguing with the hiccups. You get, <laughs> you get like a sentence and a half in, and you're just like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> So what I told them, I was like, in math, 10 is the highest- Value in a set of numbers ending in ten. In criticism, gonna, okay, no. okay. In criticism, <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah. In criticism, for God's
0: sake, numbers, Metal Gear Solid Five. Let's talk about that, okay. <laughs> not d- arguing about
2: fractions you started on Twitter. It I'm best. sorry. No game is perfect, and no, uh, no high, sc- no highest score on any review scale means perfection. Right. Because Ryan, I ratings are perfect. just abstractions I mean, I don't, you know,
0: of you okay. know of other rewards. So obviously everyone has already read Vince's perfect review on the internet. About Some, most a perfect, scrolled to the perfect, score. Perfect, flawless, immaculate game. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else gave it a high score too, so it's totally not your fault. You know, yeah, everyone that's else, true. They, everyone everyone <laughs> thinks it's perfect. It's <laughs> a perfect game. Best game ever made. Great game. Real good. Some yeah. people are probably going to replay David it. Max. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom Pain. Like, tell us a little bit about it. Obviously, people should have read some reviews right now, but without, we're not going to spoil anything. So just,
2: to, to just... paint the picture a little bit, just backtrack a tiny bit. Uh, sure. What, what is your process of, like, reviewing a game like this? Like, you you obviously know it's one of the biggest games of the year. You get a copy, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Um, and then you spend how many hours a
1: day? Well, you know, this game was unique in that, uh, you know, there was a review event for, right. uh, for this game. So, like, th- to talk about, like, the process is a little bit rough in this in terms of this game. But let me tell you the process. I can't t- speak to the process of Metal Gear, uh, per se, because like, it was a little bit different. But the process in general, yeah, is that we get a game some amount of time in advance, which, by the way, increasingly is a shorter and shorter length of time as yeah. as yep. things have gone on. I remember I used to get weeks with a game before having to render a verdict, and now sometimes it's like, "Hey, here's The Witcher 3." And like, to be clear, CD Projekt Red is ab- ahead of the curve in this. They they were very good about it. But like, they're like, "Yeah, here's the game like a week and a half before it comes out." And like, that might be a lot of time. For a smaller game, right, but for right. a game like The Witcher, it's not necessarily tons of time. Enough, but not tons. So then it's a grind. Then it's basically I tell uh, Sam, who's our managing editor here at IGN.com, if you guys don't know. Um, I'm like, Sam, tell everyone to leave me alone yep. <laughs> so that I can literally go home and do nothing but like like, like Undertaker myself up in bed. Gone. And <laughs> start playing and then – Right. Do this and go back to sleep. So it's an all-day thing for you. Yeah, I, when I when I played, when I had more time for Dragon Age. I had about two and a half weeks for Dragon Age, so mm-hmm. I was able to uh, live a little bit more reasonably. But like The Witcher three were that was a week of of like sixteen-hour days. And you know, you it's still I, it's I,
0: very fair you compare it to a professional wrestler. Yeah, because I think that reviewing a game of that scale is just like it's your body's not meant to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's I remember not. when I was working with Adam Sessler, he was reviewing Grand Theft Auto V, and it was a similar deal where it's like, we had X amount of time to play this, and he just just disappeared, and he came back, and I was like, so how's the game? He's like, the human body <laughs> is not meant to sit for such long amounts of time. <laughs> and, I was like, and then he went to talk about fiber. He just wanted to get us to get sponsored by Metamucil. He's like, <laughs> he's when you yeah. sit in one spot, the the food... Doesn't move around. <laughs>
2: anyway,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's like
1: that's that is. I'm I'm amazed you can do that. Like you've done you've done some big games this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a challenge. I mean I enjoy it and it's like I think. For sure, like, when people say, like, oh, uh, writing about video games, you know, what a great, you know, what a dream job. You just get to sit there and play video games all day and write about them. And first of all, that's not necessarily true, right? There's a lot more to the job. But just the act of sitting there and playing it, like, people underestimate, I think, the amount of – it takes a very specific kind of mind to yeah. sit right. there for well, 16 hours in a day without and you stopping literally and literally bring your work home with you like, yep. because you have yeah. to because
3: there aren't enough – Hours in the day, yeah. If you if you do it any other, that's way. right. So no. all all no. things considered,
2: you're pay, playing sixteen hours a, a day. You, I, I think that would probably lesser men would have been like, uh, I can't, or I'm not. I, I hate this, or they're angry and they find things to nitpick. But you walked out of there going ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing, uh, but it's uh, in the case of Metal Gear that I think should, if anything, that should be uh, a testament to how how good it is and how much I enjoyed it. That, yeah. Um, that said, like like you said, you have to find a way as a professional at this, like you have to find a way to separate, I've been doing this for 16 hours and there's nothing fun left about it for me because I've been playing it for 16 hours straight right. and doing even the most fun thing for 16 hours straight stops being fun at that point. Right. But you have to just learn to disseminate that Like, and and you have to put mechanisms in place for yourself as a critic to, to deal with that. Like yeah. for me, it's always like, it's always a journal. It's always like writing like, this is what was great, this was what was bad. And then by the end of the day, I, by the 16th hour, I've forgotten all the good stuff. There are stuff. so
0: many cute boys in this game. <laughs> they all have cool eye patches. And, <laughs> and weird curly hair. hair. Yeah, I
1: yeah, know. But it's like you have to remind yourself at the end of the day of 16 hours when you're only remembering the bad stuff. This is all the good stuff sure. that happened today.
0: No, let's get into the game a little bit. Like I really – Please. I've been sort of – really wanting to play this game and it's that kind of odd thing where you're like, it's like when you gotta, it's like it's like um, Ben Stiller with the donut and Zoolander where you're just sort of like looking at it, you don't really want it, you're like, oh, do I want to eat it or do I want to not eat it? I <laughs> yeah. want to wait on it. Uh, I kind of read your review like almost like I was watching a scary movie, just kind of being like, oh,
3: do I want to find out more? Is yeah.
0: it going to affect my expectations? Uh, you talked a lot about stuff that I'm sort of scared of, like you talked about how there's there's not a lot of like Kojima-esque story here.
1: Yeah, so this is uh this has become one of the the major um I mean I don't want to say that anything I've ever written is a talking point for anyone in this world, but I mean like, you know It is in our world. I guess in, in our world it is, right? Yeah. So um but yeah, that's something that, that people have asked me a lot about, is that what I had to say about the story. Now something that some people have pointed out, and it's true, I am infamously, infamously harsh on story content in in games. Um I, I try to hold them, and that's because I try to hold them to the same standard that I would hold a good book or a good, good film. That's like, good, yeah. Because I, I believe in games that much, that if they're going to make a serious attempt to tell a story, then I'm going to sure. level the, the highest, um, the highest, you know, level of quality. And that's that's, and, in, uh, that's really
2: important, them. by the way, because it, that's people are constantly saying take video games more seriously, treat them like movies and TV mm-hmm. shows, they should be art on the same pedestal as everything else, and you're going, totally. And that's why I'm going to rip this thing apart or that thing apart because it's not sure. where it should be
3: yet. Yeah, and yeah. as the medium matures, so does the criticism. Yeah, like that's like a totally a more serious art form requires more serious analysis.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. and that said, you know, Metal Gear Phantom Pain, it does not have a poor story, and I certainly didn't call it poor in my uh, in my review. What it is, compared to other Metal Gear games, is a little scarce. Like if the last game that you played in the series was four, which I love four. And I even love the story beats that it tells, but man, I mean, you can barely play that game for more than a half an hour at a time without being interrupted for like five to ten minutes. Right. There was an infographic going around the other day. of
2: Have you guys seen this? No, uh, I the haven't. Metal, actually. It's the Metal I Gear love see franchise and amount of cutscenes and how many how many times there's a cutscene, how often there's cutscenes, and how long the cutscenes are yeah, on average. Yeah. And it's 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 amazing to go through that and then see your review, which was sort of like
1: that's that takes a backseat to to gameplay. Yeah, and that's. For some people I understand who love that about Metal Gear, that might be like a really huge minus. Yeah, I noted it as a minus on my review because it's a criticism that I couldn't help but but make. That said, to me, was it a massive minus? No, because to me, I'm a gameplay first kind of guy. Right. And I want the story to serve the gameplay. I don't want the story to get in the way of the gameplay or or be the... Star over the gameplay. That's just how that. That's how I critique, and that's what I what I love. Um, so for me, it was actually kind of a in a in a weird way a plus. But that said, right. I didn't yeah. feel like it was responsible of me to to not point out that this might be a problem for some people because some people really love that style of game. Because well, I, did,
2: I did the the you know the awful IGN commenter thing or general audience thing of clicking your review and doing the first thing everyone does. Scroll right down to the score. So right. I go down to the score. I see the 10, which I kind of knew about because I work here. Right. But then I went. I went I wanted to read your bullet points and your final paragraph and then, then go back upwards. It's just really stupid. I don't do that with anything else in the world. I don't watch the end of a movie or, you know, eat dessert and then have the main course. Uh, but I got to the end and I saw the minus and it said, you know, sparse, spares? Yes. Sparse. sparse? Yes, sparse. Sparse. <laughs> sparse. Sparse story. And I said the same thing to myself. Like, that's kind of a plus because to me, Metal Gear kind of feels like – by the time i remember by the time like i was uh preaching the gospel of arrested development and there were two episodes in a season three uh-huh. I'm like you gotta watch the show uh and by then the showrunners were writing a show that was specifically for people who got all the inside all jokes and beats and it was i would tell people to watch the show it's so funny you gotta check it out and they'd sit down and be like i don't get it and that's how i feel with metal gear so to, mm-hmm. to hear that like this is this is I can jump in on this and be totally okay. Uh, excites me personally, but as, yeah. as as for people who are crazy about the story, I can see
3: why they're kind of well, in arms about that. Yeah. For me, that was those two words like sparse story and you talking about this sparse story is the most exciting words in your review it's <laughs> like and we're on opposite sides of that, I guess. But I'm, just, so I'm so torn. I'm so totally in
0: right. here because like I love the universe set up by by Kojima. Like I love the setting. I've kind of been. Increasingly frustrated with the amount of just the the density of it, you know. Like my, I mean, my favorite was probably probably two, I guess. Uh, and it was kind of because I was invested in the first one a ton, and the two right. kind of expanded on that. And that being said, there's still like a ton of stuff he just beats you over the head with, and then he just kind of leaves it hanging. And then three is a different thing entirely. And then four just doesn't really. It's like, what are you? What are you saying? What <laughs> what are you getting at? And like, I played four kind of after. Like I played four as an adult. Like I kind of missed that when it came out. Um and I kinda revisited it and I was like, I'm my time is I guess more valuable to me, you know? And to sure. sit there whilst, while Otacon while gives a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> I, I'm like, I this isn't why I liked Metal Gear. Like right. I, I like the weird the weird kind of inside, you know the the weird complexity of it, but mm-hmm. I don't like it when it tells me that, you know? Yeah, sure, that's it. That I was oh, I was really worried because you like you
1: uh, I'm I'm kind of afraid to ask this. Are there boss fights? So, there are without getting too spoilery, there are there are some boss fights. There are and there are certainly a couple of encounters that feel bossish. Like there may not be a a life bar on the screen, but these are de- there are definitely encounters that are meant to be to test you in different ways than typical encounters do. Um I, I'm tr- I'm sorry if I'm being super vague. No, like, no. am no, no, trying to
2: sure.
3: I'm that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying not you're to. Ma- you're making spoil me think of like things.
2: the way you'd be running around the world in Dead Rising, and all of a sudden there'd be like a super freak that you'd have to take down.
1: Sure, that's not a that's not a that's not a terrible way yeah. to look at it at all. Um, so yeah, there are those other are traditional boss fights. There are. I mean, a have couple. there
0: ever been traditional boss fights in Metal Gear?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess instead of traditional, I mean, formalized in the sense that, hey, right. here's a here's a here's a a life meter, a life bar, and your goal is now to deplete the life bar of this of this large and or um, particularly difficult enemy. Like, mm-hmm. yes, th- th- there are a couple of those. Okay, in the game.
0: that's good. To, that's good to hear. Yeah, I, I just I guess uh, I kind of had that sense with Ground Zeroes because Ground Zeroes is kind of like a little little chunk, kind of introducing the mechanics, and mm-hmm. I was always sort of surprised that. We didn't have have a boss fight there because that's something Kojima is so well right. known for. But then you think about it, and they were trying to reinvent kind of tactical espionage action in a in an open world environment. And like, how does that how does that translate? It's kind of hard to figure out how to have a scripted kind of just a, a dramatic like just a pageantry heavy boss reveal when you're like able to choose your exact point of entry. You know? Sure. sure.
2: I, th- I think uh, almost. Every open-world game is kind of not necessarily struggling that, with that right now, but they're not exactly dealing with it head-on either, you know? Yeah, right.
0: It's it's, a set piece will kind of break right. the, the freedom and uh, – yeah.
1: And that's the, that's, the, that's the tough thing about it. And that's one of the things that Metal Gear does Except really – Except for Bloodborne, which totally nailed it. <laughs> that's one of the things that, that, that Metal Gear uh, Solid Five does really, really well is like – They're like, all right, we're not going to give you a set piece. We're going to give you the building blocks of a set piece mm-hmm. and we're going to set a stage mm-hmm. and a set piece could
3: happen. Well, that's why I love a- the intro of your review. Like that frame around that mission is really interesting to me because that sounds so fun. Yeah. Like, that just sounds so exciting and like discovering that for yourself and having your own unique experience with it is like the perfect game to me. Like yeah. I love that idea.
1: No, me too. With- and that's why that's why I use that example because and I and, and why I pinpointed at, in the next paragraph not a single Not a single element of of that story I told was a scripted event. The mission, the objective, it was literally go into this base, get this guy out. Nothing else. It was not – you got to make sure you disable the things so that you can call the chopper, so that you can do this. Make sure you go at night so that there's no – no. Go, get him, and use all the tools. Use all your knowledge. Use all your skill. Use everything we've given you. Do it. That's what Metal Gear Solid Five does. That sounds so cool. Do it.
0: Yep. That's and, what I loved about Far Cry. Like, yeah, kind of my. That's yeah. always been my my yep. favorite thing. Is like I don't. I guess I'm, I'm torn because like I haven't really ever cared about the story in Far Cry, uh-huh. and I didn't like four a lot because it kind of beat you over the head with it.
2: Whereas it, it forced you to play it to yeah. to to really get back into the meat of the open world, and that that was my main complaint with Far Cry yeah. also. And
0: like three was kind of almost generic, and it felt like. It felt like Sega Genesis game characters. Yeah. Like It felt like Kid Chameleon is lost on this island of fruit. Yep. He's got to rescue his girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> and it was just like, I love the Outpost though. I love all the freedom there because it doesn't matter. Like you're making up your own story, and that's everything you're saying. But it's Metal Gear, where I do love the universe, and I do love the characters, and I do love the story. And I'm just like, I'm. There's no way I'm going to figure out how I feel about this without playing myself. Well, you know?
1: I've got good news for you. I've got good news for you. And I didn't. I didn't get too much into this into my review because again, what I'm about to say isn't a spoiler. Um, but I, I didn't want to necessarily touch on it too much in the review. Um, so, did you play Peace Walker? Have any of you played Peace Walker? Um, you should totally do that. By the way, it's an it's one of the mm-hmm. best entries in the series. I played a little. I know Gr- that was uh, Greg would never shut up about it. Yeah, Peace Walker is incredible, yeah. and Metal Gear Solid Five is ostensibly next you know, current gen, just Peace Walker on steroids. That's that's mm-hmm. mostly what it is. Um, so, what it shares very uh, closely with Peace Walker is it's kind of at Ab- abnormal story structure. So you're going to reach a point in the game where you're going to finish all the main missions and you will get an ending. The credits will roll for 25 minutes. You'll have a climactic <laughs> boss fight. You know, the game is, the story is over. But then there's not just like a little tape you can find to learn more. There are actually more story there's more cutscenes. There's more meat. If you dig deep enough and unlock more missions by meeting certain criteria, I don't want to spoil everything hmm. here. And that stuff. So until those credits, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, is a straightforward, in my opinion, is a straightforward reve- tale of revenge. It is a dude who was in a coma for nine years, coming out of that coma and saying, I'm going to find who did this to me and who did this to my comrades i'm going to build up my strength and i'm going to go kill him like that is, that is that is that is what the core story is and anyone can understand that right if you are someone who loves the universe you want to see the connections this makes to the other parts of the universe absolutely dig your you know dig your feet in deep And for that meat, meat, yeah. Dig in, dig. For the meat. Yeah. With your feet. Yeah, with your feet feet and your hands and your mouth. Dirty feet, meat. (laughs) (laughs) But dig in, take those extra challenges at the end and go the extra mile. And uh, and well, it sounds, you'll definitely get things that connect more to the greater universe and, are you still the, laughing? And, and stuff. No, I'm
3: still laughing at the feet meat. The feet you meat. <laughs> you can picture a guy like sitting there <laughs> with How his feet. i a guy digging in the dirt for some meat with his feet. How Continue. much
1: meat would you eat with your feet <laughs> in the street? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dig down.
1: Depends on the heat. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, that's what I would say about <laughs> – Do you believe you can find meat on the battlefield? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. So, one of the what was really tough about writing the the review for me, two things that were that were tough. So, one was so the story I told at the beginning of the that you brought up, the story that I told about getting into that base and then setting all the C4 and then blowing it and making my escape. I I have at least I mean, I've got 7-8 stories like that at least.
0: You have war stories. Yeah,
1: I have war stories. Like that's... And it was so hard for me to resist the urge to tell them right. in the review because, like, I'm writing this massive, physically massive review that people are going to take a lot of time to read. I'm like, I don't have an extra 400 words mm-hmm. to tell well, you another right here, story. Let's hear one yeah. let's hear a war tale. A, okay, you want to? Yeah. want Another war tale. Okay. So, Regardless of tales uh, of the battlefield, Vincent. I w- I will. I will. I will, sir. So. There was a mission where my goal, again, this is all going to be spoiler free folks, so like don't don't worry, I'm not going to give away anything. So there was a mission where my goal was to take out this uh this general. But we don't know where this general is. The only instruction I've been given is that perhaps if I can locate one of his uh lieutenants, I can who is set to meet him, I can tell him and find the location of the general. Okay? What was his name, General whereabouts? <laughs> general <laughs> You're pretty good at your job. I'm so sorry, Max. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But go on. Um, so I started the mission. Damn it, Max. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I started the mission, going to the area of operation, the last known location of this of this lieutenant, to try to find him, to tell him. So I I I did that. I made my way there and I found him, but he gets in a jeep, and he drives off. And I, I thought I was close enough to like kind of keep an eye on him, but I. I lost him. I just lost him. His icon wasn't on my map anymore. I didn't – I kind of had a general sense of the direction he'd gone, but I didn't know what he was doing. General sense. <laughs> oh. So I was like, well, I could restart or I could just let it rock. I'm like, all right. I want you to let it rock. Yeah. So I went to a couple of different outposts and I'm like, I'm going to interrogate guards from different outposts. And someone – is going to know where this guy is because that's almost always how the interrogation in this game works. You almost always get useful bits of information that are relevant to your mission when you interrogate people. But I went to two different outposts and interrogated several guards at each. No one had any information. And I'm like, well, my goal is to kill this guy. So, I mean, I don't generally do this in these games. I I play stealthy, but I'm like, I just need to start killing everyone. And I'm just going to kill everyone in the mission area slowly and methodically until I... Eventually, there's going to be only only the guy I need to kill left. So I start making my way from outpost to outpost within the mission area. There's like three or four outposts. And I'm just, just wiping out everyone, going and going and going. I go through all the outposts except for one. And I, I don't find this lieutenant, let alone this general. And I'm like, this is crazy. I, I have to have killed him by now. So I go to the last outpost and I find I suddenly the I, I analyze the guy's face with my with my binoculars and it tells me there there he is that's the lieutenant not the general the lieutenant and I'm like oh all right I'll just follow him and I'm like the general can't be too far but he's surrounded by like four or five guys and they're standing by a jeep and I'm like I, I don't know I, this guy's not moving on I think he's I think he's where he's gonna be and I'm like damn. So I'm like, well, I don't have a choice. I, I've gotta, I can't sneak past these guys. i got to open fire. So I just mow them all down, hoping that one of the guys standing with him is the general. So they all die, but none of them are the general. <laughs> and then the person on my radio is like, well, good job. You killed the lieutenant. Now we don't have any idea where the general, where the general is. In every other game, in every other game, that is game over. Sorry, you killed the dude you were supposed to tail to find out where you were supposed to go. Sorry, start over again. You yeah. jumped
0: in a hay pile. Oh, your, your ancestors never hid in the bush. You are you desynchronized. You were
1: desynchronized. Done. Right. Exactly. Flip off your horse. In this game, in this game, it was like, well, now you got to figure it out on your own. Like, scan the remaining faces of the dudes to try to find the general. So I'm going through the rest of this outpost trying to find it, and suddenly, after a certain amount of time, the guy on the radio says to me, "He's like, hey." We, we received some emergency intel. There's a helicopter coming to an outpost southwest of you. That's gotta be to pick up the the guy. You've gotta make your way over there. So I jump in the jeep of the guys that I just killed and start driving in that general direction. And then the person on the on general the, direction, general direction. And then the person on I the so the much. person on the on the on the headset says to me that the chopper's there. You're, you're screwing up. Like you're, he's gonna get away. Like you need to do something. And as I'm as I, as I get over like this hilltop, I, I can I can see in the distance in this outpost a helicopter starting to to take off and. And I I draw, I barrel towards it I, I drive up kind of like this outcropping so like I'm I'm almost at the same height and it's flying off and I'm chasing it and I'm at that point where I'm like it's it's reaching like escape velocity it's getting too fast and like now the distance is like getting farther I can't get any closer and I'm getting to the edge of this little outcropping so I'm like. What do I do? I'm like, I'm just gonna hop out. So I jump out while the jeep is still moving. The jeep goes over the edge and explodes. I pull out my rocket launcher, which thankfully I had equipped in this in in you know for this mission because uh, I don't always. It's not a guided one, just a, a dumb RPG. And like I just I roll out of the I roll out of the jeep. I I take a, a firing stance and I and I line up a shot and I'm just like I try to lead him. He's moving a little bit this way. He's way out in the distance. I fire. Sh- Yes, and then, <laughs> and, then, and I hear the wow, and the and the and the cop just starts spinning out of control, and the, and he's literally outside of the missionary. Like he's technically escaped, but but the but it but the the chopper goes down and explodes. Mission complete! Holy shit! Get yourself out of there. That is so good. That is awesome. Yeah, it was like It was like it. was like a movie. This. It was like a movie operation. It was like something that happens in a movie, like that scene of me chasing the helicopter on a jeep and then just like jumping out of the jeep while it's still moving. And like, yeah, that is a, that is that like, the like the back like, end of a, uh, of a Nick Nolte
3: and, movie, basically. And no one yeah. has played, so, like there might be no one else who plays that mission who has not has that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I mean, like that's, yeah. that's someone else could have yeah. not lost the lieutenant yeah. and just followed awesome. the lieutenant and got yep. and found out where the general was I, and, I cannot wait what you know. do we call that we yeah. call it emergent gameplay
0: yeah. you know? like yeah. that's yeah. I feel like that's what Kojima's always kind of been pushing at but mm-hmm. it's sort of just like he's kind of waiting this waiting his time till this is a thing and now it's yeah. like he always makes it like you said something in your kind of your closing statements the review is it doesn't just treat the player intelligently but it expects you like it expects you to to fight back you, so, you, you nailed perfect. it like, yeah.
3: and that's my thing like I, I've never beaten a Metal Gear game and uh, god I especially didn't even get into 4 because I was so immediately like I cannot keep up with this but like this game finally hooks me like everything I see about it everything with like Mother Base and all of that but now hearing stories like this like I'm so on board
0: yeah I was, I was really worried that like he was gonna just it was gonna beat you over the head with the story and the lore and everything and no. everyone's really sad that you know David Hayter got phased out for Kiefer Sutherland but I feel like this is for all intents and purposes it sounds like kind of a new game you know it sounds like this is this is the return to form this is a game about you know a guy out for revenge in mm-hmm. 80s afghanistan
1: like yeah. this is yeah and and I, i'm glad that you brought up the point again like the the one that i made at the end of the review cuz that was i had one of those moments as like a writer where i'm just like you know you write like 2000 words and you're lost in all these like ex- very specific points that you wanted to make and you're struggling to find the way to sum up why this game just got into your head and into yeah. your heart and like but yeah that that was it like I'm so on a personal note I'm like as far as like where video games are accessibility is great it is and like you know we want more people to play games but I'm I'm tired of like the like the over abstraction of everything like where, where there's just this very loose connection, almost non connection, between like my inputs and what's going on. And you know, it's always like, well, we don't think people are smart enough to set up an ambush themselves. So yeah. we've got to give them a waypoint. This is where you go. Just wait here. And then we've got to give and then we've got to stop the vehicle for them. Because eh, they're not going to figure out a way to stop it. This is the this is how you do it. You go to this point, you wait for the thing and then you shoot the thing. Hand holding. Right. I don't yeah. I don't that's fine. I don't want some I don't want I don't want that and I don't need that. And not only do I not need that, but like I want a game where it knows I don't need that and it gives me the tools to really set up an ambush where I can be like I'm going to find an intel document that shows the deployment uh, route for that for that for my target. Then I'm going to drop it airdrop in the right tools for the job. Then I'm going to pick the right space to do it. And then I'm going to set them all up and I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to execute my plan. Like I want – it's just like I said in the review. Like I don't want – I don't just want it to respect my intelligence. I want I want my intelligence to be demanded. Mm-hmm. I want it to be an expectation. And challenged. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and also just creativity. You know, yeah. You're not just being like, oh, just go to point A, you know, sort right. Of thing. Um, right. Yeah, I think the difference between challenge and difficulty is worth looking at, you know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like is this just – you've got a certain amount of – Resources to manage or is it a matter of using those resources to actually do
1: something? You know? and that's exactly it. Like there's nothing mechanically in the game that's challenging. Like it's not hard to aim, it's not hard to control, you know, snake. It's not like it's not like in terms of raw mechanics of what you're doing it's it's any more difficult than any other action game. Yeah. It's 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 that you actually have to use your brain to 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 figure out which tools are the right ones for the job. And the there's not there isn't one answer to that question. There's a ton of different answers, and uh, I can't think of so many sandbox games give you all this freedom, give you lots of you can do whatever you want, but not a lot of what you want to do is actually useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the and grand there's the fact that
0: like even in something like you know GTA, the missions are fairly like fairly scripted in terms of what you're right. supposed to do, and then you finish them, and there's a checklist of like did you do this? Did you do this? Uh-huh. Like you.
1: You blew up a chopper that escaped, you know? Like
0: yeah. that's nuts. <laughs> you kind of won on your own terms
1: there. Yeah, and I didn't need and the game didn't need to set any of that up. And I, I just love the fact that it's also a testament to the design, though, of the levels and of the of the overall gameplay that, you know, like doing that, giving people a stage and then giving them the tools, and then being like make your own set piece it's not only trusting the player but there's an there's a design so if that game is designed any with any less precision because that's the thing it has to be precisely designed but that precision has to be invisible like you have to give people the impression and actually some of the freedom to really make decisions and when you do that you don't know if it's going to work out in a way that's actually interesting so the fact that they give you that much freedom and it consistently ends up being interesting you know, there's like this hand of a creator behind all of that, that but it's only a very sleight of hand, right? You know what I mean? It's only the very, it's only the very mildest of. Just make sure that there's not that most of what can happen will be enjoyable. It's 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 a testament to the you know
2: to the structure of the way the architecture of the game basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they it can is. be like we're going to leave
1: all the pets at home today and they're not going to break out or <laughs> eat poison. The, right. the they're going to yeah. just no, run exactly. around this house and have a good time. It's an act of trust from the developer to the player, but it's also like a an a, an exercise in like you know excellent well-thought-out design. Now,
0: I got a question. Uh does, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Kojima's role in this and this kind of the future of uh-huh. of the Metal Gear franchise under Konami's hands, whatever. Uh what does this feel like final? Does this have a sense of kind of like gravity to it that this might be just like, well, that's it, you know? Because Kojima's been saying this, this is his last Metal Gear game since two, I think. So to, sure. to,
2: to uh, parry on that, uh, Nathan Daniel Hall says, Beyond, do you think Metal Gear Solid Five will be the last Metal Gear or will they, will they make a mobile-like game to make money? Is this it? Mobile game's a weird angle because they made one of those already for four and it was not very great. It was like a point-and-drag shooting game
1: based on the the overall trajectory of Konami the company and uh the way the, the the growing trend that we've seen sadly over the last couple of years uh with developers starting to alienate their uh their you know their golden go- you know geese yeah I I think I think this is it well hold on Let, let's Ask it two different ways, then right? Aside
3: from ignoring Konami, ignoring the finances, ignoring the industry, just story wise, yeah, does there, it seem like it's. The is industry? there a finality to this? So
1: the easy answer is no, because, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is that the interesting thing about the Phantom Pain is that it's actually smack dab in the middle of the timeline. So there's really no way mm-hmm. for it to be like, well, this is the end. This mm-hmm. is it. Like Metal Gear Solid 4, you know, whether 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 Kojima had been saying it was going to be his last Metal Gear or not, it would have felt it certainly felt like the last one because it was literally about tying up every loose end, every unanswered question and sending off a hero into it, you know, into the ether. Um that's what that's what Metal Gear Solid 4 is all about. Um you know, whereas whereas Phantom Pain is 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 actually about yeah. uh, it's in a way it's about beginnings. You know, like Big Boss is you know Les enfants terrible is, is, is all based on his genetics. Yeah, he is the origin point. It's like the middle you of know?
0: your franchise. If you're playing them chronologically in terms of release, it's like catching the end of a movie on TNT and then they show it immediately again afterwards.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> <continues>. <laughs> right. So you know, in that sense, it doesn't feel <coughs> final in terms of the story. Uh, while it's certainly it, it is setting a light on a piece of on a on kind of what's been a blind spot in the in the series lore uh which is like the connective tissue between you know 3 and the old guard and like metal gear and the and the and the new guard um you know big boss is the is the origin point like i said of 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 the of the games in a lot of ways and 5 is very much a story about like him becoming the big boss that that we all know he becomes right mm-hmm. That's good um, to hear.
0: Other question, like this is—I mean, this is all totally rampant speculation here—but like,
2: what's going to happen to that engine?
0: Because that engine is clearly like a monster. The fact sure. that this game is
2: running on last gen as well as current Konami's gen. Konami's turning it into the world's most powerful pachinko machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a good procedurally qu- I mean, generated pachinkos in an open-world pachinko
3: parlor. You joke, but they—they they are using it for PES, right? Oh really? I believe, if I'm not oh, really? mistaken, I believe Pro Evolution Soccer uses some wow. derivation of the Fox. Center. Sure, that
1: wouldn't, yeah. that wouldn't that could surprise be wrong. me. Everyone
3: will tell me if I'm wrong. And, but and, I believe that's true.
1: And yeah, you know, I'm with you in the sense that I haven't, uh, I haven't done a lot of reading on on how what the logistics of that are. I mean, I would certainly imagine that Konami retains ownership of that because they they fronted all the money to uh, to develop it. Um, if I'm them, I mean, I do farm what? it out. You farm it out exactly. It out. That's God, what you it do. Would be, it would
0: be so cool. That's to do see, you like, farm it out? Like if.
1: Uh, And we still haven't really heard a
0: straight answer about any of this stuff, but if Kojima is in fact leaving to go do his own thing, how cool would it be if he licensed the engine he helped develop and then then pulled together the people he wanted to work with and was working –
1: well, that's true. Like you know, he is in a situation where he could. Uh, if they do do that, then he would be in a, in a scenario, an odd scenario where he could use the software he created, even though he left the company that uh, that that he created it at. Though right. so it would be kind of a, a a crappy situation in the sense that he'd be paying to use something that he made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which would be which would be unfortunate. Um, and in any case, I mean, I, again, I don't know the specifics of this, but I'm going to guess that. Konami has complete ownership of that IP. Like oh, he, yeah. there's nothing he could do oh, yeah, no. in the in the in the Metal Gear universe uh, after leaving without their uh without their okay. And given how no, things have gone, no. I can't imagine he'd ever get it. But he, he could like just... Mighty number nine it or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like
3: right. a very similar That's yeah. what that's but, I what mean, I was getting at. Yeah. Maybe
0: he's sick of Metal Gear too, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, he, I mean, has uh, yeah. he has to be. He has to be. He probably wants to make something really weird.
2: <laughs> well, in lieu of that, I mean, so we don't know when the next, uh, what the next Kojima game is, what the next Metal Gear game is, what the next uh, Konami, whatever, whatever this engine is game. Um, what? How how long is it going to really take to dig around in this game? Because people always do this. They go, well, "What's next?" And it's like, "Well, this thing isn't even out yet." So say I got into this game and I want to really just get everything and not not just the the meat feet. But just like really, just running around playing this game, like is this a, is this like a GTA Five? Is you this said, like you said thirty to sixty hours? Yeah. So, oh well, yeah, what was your play time to?
1: So my review, my play time for my review overall, I put about sixty hours into wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I put about sixty hours into wow. it. Wow. Um, you know that said, a lot of that time was spent. Uh, testing the limits of the systems, and you know, like uh, trying curiosity. Me going, well, I could just go right to the objective point, but let me see what kind of how rewarding it is for me to not do that, and finding a lot of reward in in doing things my way and in doing things right. differently. So, so you know, if you are someone who is looking to get through the content not as fast as possible, like you're rushing, but like if you're like, I want to stay quote unquote on mission and get get things done in the most efficient way possible. You can probably roll the credits in about 30 to 40 hours. I that's still say. pretty substantial. That, really? That's just focused on Thir- mission? 30, and I'm sure there'll be speedrunners who make me eat those words. I'm sure there'll be of course, people yeah. who, who blow through it in 20 or 15 or less yeah. maybe. But I mean, you know, is this like, I need to impress upon people, this is many times the size of your typical Metal Gear, which, you know, a typical Metal Gear, I can you can blow through the story, even not like running and speeding, in like 10 hours. Yeah, 10 hours. You know what I mean? This is not
2: that. that. That is an insane, insane amount of content. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and, and that's of course just
1: there's online. Yeah, I was gonna say. Th- yeah. th- that, so that's the that's the initial set of missions. I would say. Then there's a set of missions beyond that. Beyond. 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 <laughs> beyond. beyond. There's, be- there's a set of missions beyond that that are tied to getting, um, you know, a deeper look into the story. And then there's 150 side ops, and then there's and then there's Forward Operating Base, which Forward Operating Base, like in the, in the, the short version of, on Forward op- Operating Base, not to outline exactly everything it does, but basically you're like, oh, I did all the missions. I did all the story. No reason for me to go out back into that sandbox anymore. It's like, well, no, because Forward Operating Base, in order to do it, it requires all the same resources that your mother base requires. So, you know, fuel, different kinds of metals, different kinds of soldiers, different kinds of specialists. It requires all those same things. So it's like if you plan on keeping up with the Joneses and forward operating base, you're gonna need to go back out into that uh, into that into that sandbox and, you know, raid outposts and oh, capture man. more guys. So isn't it
2: isn't it insane that this game is coming out within a few weeks or months of of uh Fallout? Which yeah. is basically another massively open world game where you can build your base at home and mm-hmm. There's weird animals everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interesting parallels we've drawn here. Yes, that, the, the list ran out by the end. <laughs> yeah. it's okay. No, the, so to me, like what what I find interesting about that, and what I've been observing, I, I think I've, I've been observing it a lot because just the normal line of like the reviews I've done has kind of been following this for the last you know year now. Is that more and more uh, open world is becoming just? It's just becoming a lot more common. I guess is the easiest way to say it. Right. You know, like as we. I think I don't think there's a person alive who played Grand Theft Auto Three for the first time and thought this wasn't the future of all games. Sure, like that—that that, that, that it wasn't the that. Sure, while that was an exception at the time, we all imagined like this will be what games become. They'll become open places. Like we look at open world as a genre still right now, instead of like a structure, you know, or a, right. or a way you make a game. But I mean, more and more people want more choice and more freedom, and th- that. That just lends itself to an open world. So it's like I, I've reviewed and seen more open world games and seen more often that uh, creators of like well established franchises more and more are like, yeah, so in our open world or in a in a wide open world where like what is it, the um was it the new not the new Rainbow Six, but the new was it the new Ghost Ghost Recon. Ghost yeah, the Land. new Ghost yeah. Recon they wanted right. to structure that way. The last Hitman was structured more that way. Yeah. Um you know more and more just action. even games that you consider action games are now becoming sandboxes or open world well, games and if in addition, in addition yeah.
0: to that there's also the level of creativity that's involved you know like yeah. we've seen I think it's just kind of understanding that figuring out how to make stuff using using a computer for lack of a better word is kind of like mm-hmm. kind of just standard at this point that's how we all yeah. that's how we interact with things you know whether it's you know rearranging your your icons on your on your phone or something sure. or just or photoshop or Coding or anything. It's just like the fact is there's a generation of kids that have grown up with Minecraft and like mm-hmm. there's modding and there's level designing. Yeah, it was really weird. I was um, I was in the office and and one of the wikis guys was playing Metal Gear and I was looking at him like this looks like just kind of comparing this to the original Metal Gear and being like holy crap we've come so far. And then I walk over and Jose and Brian are playing Super Mario Maker and <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah, well w- yeah we really have because yeah. it's like you can go you can go to the to the other end of the spectrum in terms of like technical, you know, technical prowess and just like and what the game looks like and how it plays or you can kind of keep it exactly the same
2: but just tear the walls off in terms of what can be done with and it and let people do how play however they want which yeah. i think is fascinating and it's also very triumphant that we're getting that movement um, sort of on the tail end of what i feel was something you alluded to a little while ago which is kind of like that very handholdy like um, you know experience or the the kind of driven the first person like the way a lot of uh, lack of a better game, uh, the way a lot of Call of Duty single players sort of unfold for people mm-hmm. is run, 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 set piece, set piece, set piece, run, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at Metal Gear and you look at Mario Maker, you look at Minecraft, and you look at these games that are sort of like stripping that away and saying like, no, go in there and and draw diagonals everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. Go anywhere you want. There's ton- There's paths and tunnels everywhere. It's really good to see that because I feel like we were... We got a lot of on rails stuff in, in the last gen, a lot of sort of like guided experiences, and uh, a lot of sort of press A to win type of thing. So it's really cool to see uh, this kind of comeback because uh, it A is good for gamers, and B it bodes well for uh, human beings alive now, the people <laughs> making games have a little faith.
1: That the children of tomorrow
2: aren't total
1: idiots, (laughs) right? No, it's it's and it's a logical progression of things. I mean, you know, when you said when you were talking about how far we've come to look at what Metal Gear was and what Metal Gear is now. I mean, like Metal Gear, the original Metal Gear on NES, you know, or MSX is like it's Pac Man. It's, it's it's literally Pac Man with with broken it's, English. Right, I it, feel it, asleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the shoot gunner. It's it's Pac Man. There there are not somebody married the truck. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was you know a step forward at the time, but not I mean, a real Latin It was a step forward. <laughs> of, no, I don't care. I like want that. to date Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's no, okay. Big but Box it, is back again <laughs> <laughs> No but it's a step forward at the time Help me eat this tree <laughs> Sorry okay, it's, okay. <laughs> it's a step forward at the time but I mean there's not a whole lot of decisions to make yeah. And then you look at Metal Gear Solid And there's like way more decisions to make in that Than, than you have to make in uh, In the original Metal Gear and then you know this is like we we in a lot of ways game development has has gone like whoa 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 let's let's not make so many decisions let's not let people ch- make so many decisions we can't do that right and then you know Metal Gear is like no we we can and we will and like that's the way forward is to let people make more decisions because at the end of the day like the phrase I, I use more than any other when I'm describing to someone why a game is is interesting or why it's not is how often do I get to make Interesting decisions. Yes. That's what I want yeah. to know. And Metal Gear lets me make interesting decisions in ways that I never thought a game would allow me to make. Which is great because
2: people always said uh, Metal Gear is like a movie. You sit down you watch a bunch of cutscenes and stuff like that. Now it seems like they, that's moved away from that.
0: Well, now you get to choose what kind of movie it is. you want to be the kind of movie where you <laughs> blow right. up a truck or, or the kind of movie where you steal a sheep and <laughs> or man, or bring it back a to old. your home? I have one
2: more question for you, and it's kind of an ugly one, but it's cool. Last gen, uh huh. There's a version of this game coming to last gen systems.
1: What is it? Where where is it? Have you seen it? Have you played it? No, I haven't seen it or played it yet. uh, Which is, you know, that probably sounds worse than it is. Like, oh, Konami's hiding. Honestly, it's sad to say, but like, that's kind of become par for the course with most major developers and publishers at this point. Like if they're if they're putting if they're putting in the, the time, the effort, and the resources to make to to create this like really wonderful looking version of the game. You know yeah. that, that that's the version they want people to see they as like the their definitive version. To look
0: good. And if they go to Microsoft and Sony and they say, "Hey, we're putting out a game on both your consoles," I bet you the companies go, "Can you can you maybe push the one that's the new one that people don't <laughs> yeah.
1: already all have?" Yeah, I mean, car commercials all have the decked out version yeah. of the of of the car, so it's not like it's this super they're dishonest. Not, they're not thing. like, yeah.
2: "Come and come and get this 2012 um, it, Subaru," it, right? So we we that's have seen bits
0: and
1: pieces of, of, the, of the last gen
0: version. Yeah, uh, it's half the resolution and the frame rate, but it still looks really impressive.
1: But otherwise it, it like fundamentally do you do you see it working? Are there like Yeah. I mean like so based on what the what the last gen version of ground zeros was, I mean, yeah, I don't see any I don't I don't see any reason to assume that uh it wouldn't have all those uh all those mechanics. But uh you know then again the other thing is is that the only thing that the only thing I'll dial back on that maybe and this is just me speculating, is that as you put more and more as the game needs to be aware of and track more things at a time, and believe me, the game has to in this in these sandboxes has to track a lot of different things, a lot of different like AI states, and a lot of how you left certain things in just in, in different parts of the map. That may become a memory problem, right? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the the last gen versions, um, you know, you'll notice that like certain things that you did in a in a level earlier, maybe if you go back. It's not like that anymore, or uh, or maybe the AI isn't as sophisticated. Okay. Things like that. Maybe I mean, this is Maybe The yeah. dog
0: isn't animated. There's certain things that just mm-hmm. aren't animated. Maybe the, the wheels maybe it, and cars don't actually move. They just kind of they're just tweening across the yeah. land.
1: Maybe the dog is just like a cardboard cutout of a dog on wheels. It's just kind of like. You know, I don't I know.
3: Would, I would prefer that. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, it's, it's it's funny because we think about these things. Like I think about it like uh, it's it was like when the when the Wii got ports of next gen games. It's really not. And it's like, not going to be that, that. bad. Yep. Where they're like, oh, there's three characters on screen and it's in standard definition. Yeah, that was pretty rugged. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we've talked about Metal Gear all
0: of this episode because yep. it's a real big game. To talk about it, uh, we got some rapid fire questions from the Facebook group.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, real quick, I wanted to give a quick plug for the PlayStation Plus lineup, which is pretty awesome oh, yeah. this month. Do you know what's in there, Goldfarb?
3: Uh, nope, not on top of my head. Uh, well, you put a URL on a page, but you can't I click a piece of I paper. Didn't, I didn't. <laughs> it's paste not in. working. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, open I was- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, stuff. So we So we got
0: Grow Home. That won the People's Choice Award, oh, whatever nice. it's called. Uh, we also uh, were getting Twisted Metal for PS3. Yeah, and um, there's, I wanted
2: to uh, give a shout-out to a special one in there uh, called Zeo Drifter, which is nice, actually yeah. uh, multi-platform, so it's a it, it's, uh, cross-buy. Um, and I did the closing credits to that. To that game. So when you beat that oh. game, it plays a song and says my name, which was really surreal. Because actually, <laughs> I would have beaten that game anyway. It's and the actually, song just
0: like
1: poof, poof,
2: poof. Brian Altono. <laughs> <laughs> poof, 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 poof. Thanks for winning this game. Um, no, it's a, it's a Metroidvania style, mm-hmm. uh, kind of eight bit, sixteen bit action platforming game, um, and it's free if you have PlayStation and Plus. And so cool. check pretty out. Yeah, it's and on cool. top of that,
3: uh, Super Time versus Ultra, where you can play a Shuhei Ishida, friend of the show. Yep. Uh, Tesla Grad, and uh, for Vita, you get La Mulana EX.
2: Oh yeah, which should sit well with Splunky fans. That's one of the games that
0: kind
3: the of, is really yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so
2: yeah, we, we, I went in the podcast we on Facebook group, and uh, that, that group is blown up, by the way. We are very close to 10,000 members over there. Um, and I asked for some quick questions for a little segment we call Rapid Fire. I, I already asked the first one from Nathan Daniel Hall about the next Metal Gear game. Um, I think we covered off on that one. Let's get a little more personal and a lot more serious. Uh, Tommy Ratliff, I don't know if that's supposed to be Ratcliff, or his name is actually Ratliff, uh, says, what and where was the worst pizza you ever ate? Now, French Vince, fries in Vietnam french fries pizza yeah went to a pizza restaurant
0: in vietnam called the french fries no they had a i don't know what the place was called but they had a lot of real real shady looking pizza places there's one called pizza <laughs> hug it pizza hug pizza hug um yeah they had pizza i hug. want a pizza hug uh, yeah we went there and they had did like, it look like pizza hut uh it looked like a a ski shop <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a chalet <laughs> um yeah they had a they had a thing like one of them was like pepperoni and then it was like Potato, and we're like, what? And they bring us this pizza. It's just a regular cheese pizza that just has french fries just thrown on it, it. just sitting right on there. That's really tragic. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Vince, you're you're, you're from the East Coast. Yep. Uh, You know good pizza. Yep. And you travel a lot for this
1: job. (laughs) Uh, What is the worst? What and where was the worst pizza you ever ate? It was right here in San Francisco. Really? Believe it or not. And uh, and that is not to say there isn't some good pizza here because right, there is. You right. can, and you know. You can find sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I've made a sort of conquest of that in the last few years. And I, and I want to be fair in saying that – so it was – as here at the IGN office when I was a freelancer and I came in to do a video review for something. I can't remember what it was. And uh, after I came – we got finished recording, uh, I think uh, – you know, Colin. Uh, Colin, who was still here at the time, was like, "Hey, man. You know, you want some pizza? You're hungry. Like, I think there's some left over. You know, Greg had ordered pachis, like like he Greg always did. Yeah. Um. And I guess it was like probably an hour old and had just been sitting there. And it was the the thin crust pachis, not like the deep dish, which is like the deep dish is pretty. Yeah. Uh, is pretty decent, but like their thin crust like, like is not the greatest. Well, so I like I like the they zero, have a
2: zero, zero zero crust, but something I've learned with pachis, first of all. It also it's didn't a, used it's to be a zero pizza, zero.
3: Not a pair of when pants. you were doing yeah. that. When you were doing uh-huh. that, it, they used to have like super thin, thin, and deep dish, and then they they introduced zero zero, which is like the combination. So now it's just either right. zero zero or deep dish, and zero zero is actually pretty good. And I think that's why it's, they did it because it, it, the flour was they used. really bad. because yeah.
1: because because yeah, I had I had the yeah, it was the it was the thin. And it had been sitting there for like probably the, the thing an about hour the, the and thing the combination of those things just made me I was like, it, What you know, even is this?
2: Magically transforms the second it's cooled down into you know, like some it, it basically turns into it, it's it's like Cinderella, where it's like it hits midnight and it's like your car is a pumpkin and <laughs> your driver is a mouse. <laughs> what are you doing? All right, uh, Miranda uh, Lynn.
3: Cool. I didn't want. To answer
2: I, that. I just want to keep no, moving. What's great. your What's no, your favorite fine. pizza? No, don't worry no, about it. Tell me about no, your pizza. It's good. We'll move
1: on. We'll move on. No, now we got to hear about it. You no, big it's baby. No, it's great. Keep going. No, now we got to hear about it. Look, Andrew. I'm your friend. Yeah, I mean, and I, I care too. about you. Maybe I'll tell and you later I, about my favorite I would like to know. No, why
2: don't you tell us on pizza. the world's biggest PlayStation podcast, Podcast Beyond, right here on IGN.com. I was going gonna to say that place on 3rd, near McDonald's, that we don't like. Oh, uh, SBC? Jackie, you go to. Yeah, that place is awful. Yeah, that place is awful, and it's yep. very overpriced. Roll back. And it's surrounded by homeless people that pee into their yep, own yep, hands. Yep. yep. Uh, Miranda Lynn Pomar says, what's your favorite horror game?
3: Uh, I mean... Horror video game. Seriously, seriously, Not like seriously,
2: trap I'm, your friends in a closet. I'm not... <laughs>
3: I'm, not I'm not Laundry a, ghost. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a horror guy at all, but like, yeah. I loved PT a lot. Like, Shift I really, G. really, really liked PT. I was yeah, excited for it. Yeah, yeah I think it was a great concept. That's like the only... Like, I'm just not into games like that at all, but I really have fun with it, and I'm super bummed about that. So, I uh, seriously,
2: it's that. It's I weird. really love, uh, and it doesn't become a horror game after this, but I really love the opening town segments in Resident Evil 4. The first time, yeah. like, when you first hear that chainsaw guy, mm-hmm. when you're killing people throughout the town, and they're yelling at you in, in Spanish, and you don't understand what's going on, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you hear, and you turn yeah. around, and this guy with a bag on his head is cutting your head in, yeah. in half. yeah. Terrifying to me. Uh, it turns into a very action game after that. Um, sure, but yeah, there's, they had some really good moments early on. Max, uh, I'm a big I'm a big weenie, so I don't, I don't you know. know you don't like horror stuff, right? Really, I like yeah. I like monsters I don't really either. I mm-hmm. like yeah. I
0: like campy horror stuff. I'm actually really really curious about Until Dawn because that seems like a super fun junk yeah. food. Seems like of, yeah. it would be right,
2: really. Like yeah. I want to I
0: want
1: to have a party and play that. I want to have a Marty party, play that with Marty. Sure, <laughs> we should all be there. For me, uh, I would say the. The horror game that's both scared me the most, made me jump the most, and also gave me, like, the most fun gameplay experience its probably the original Dead Space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that, that was, was a great uh, one. That, that was, was probably the original Dead Space.
2: Uh Nikki Powell says, what's up, Nikki? What game will you always go back to? It doesn't have to be your favorite, but your go, go-to, I-need-to-play-something-entertaining-that-makes-me-feel-good
1: game. Your comfort food, if you will. Comfort food game is Doom 2. Doom 2? <sighs> I, boot, I boot Doom 2 up once a month, at least. Yeah. To, to just, like, I'm like, I just need to... I just need to fire a gun. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and, mm-hmm. if, that's, all, you know, that's almost... <laughs> glad you're
0: doing it too. almost not worrisome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, yeah m- mine's okay. probably
2: either, uh, probably Super Mario 64 is the one where I'm just like... Okay. I, I can... I, really, any of the Mario games are sort of like, I know these things front to back. Uh, I, I don't have to worry about missing any cutscenes or dying. I'm like, hey, sure. it's all fine. It's just something I can go and sit down and play and,
3: and feel totally good afterwards because uh-huh. I know I can beat it. <laughs> uh. Uh, for me, like on a on a daily or weekly basis, if I'm just like, oh, I have like half an hour to kill or whatever, I'll jump into Splunky because it's mm-hmm. so awesome to just grind in. Uh, in terms of like big picture things, I revisit a lot. Uh, try and play Earthbound once a year. Um, yeah, Mario 64 is a great one. Yeah, Ocarina of Time. Just like a lot of like, especially stuff that's on 3DS now. Like yep. I, I really liked. Man, I had nothing to play on, like, a long trip recently, and I was like, I'm going to do a run-through of Star Fox 64, and I played it on 3DS, and I just, like, did, like, a full run-through all the way to the end, and I was, like, love it Star takes, like, Fox an hour and a half, 64. and it's yeah. just, like, a nice thing to revisit. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, mine's probably either uh, Link to the Past. I've played that a lot of times. <gasps> I love yeah. that game. I'll, you know, I'll start the game and just run around and then be like, I don't know, then we'll finish the file or whatever. Yeah. Um, but also
1: Proteus. Like, right. I know that's kind oh, of not really... awesome, man! I didn't yeah. know you were into Proteus.
0: I love that. I don't. I. I almost don't consider it a game. In that, when I'm tired of work-related game stuff, I'll jump in that because it feels like exploring a painting. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just it's wonderfully relaxing. You can you know kill it in half an hour, ten yep. minutes, whatever.
1: Do you want to make fun of me? Sure. Well, I'll Never. Let me, well, let me give let me give you some information. Let me give you some ammunition Never to that time do that. You with. Fell asleep at your desk. That was <laughs> pretty Everyone weird. loves bringing I that up. That photo. <laughs> I'll put that in the Beyond Facebook. Do it. Do Can it? I? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, no. So, Proteus was part of our uh, indie Vita, Vita Indie Week that I did, where I was like, basically releasing previews of like Vita Indie games and PS you know PS4 Indie games like every day for the week, and the last one was a, a Let's Play of Proteus. And I want you to imagine me solo trying to – Make an entertaining Let's Play out of it, mm-hmm. and like instead of instead of be, being a jokester, because I'm not, a, you know, people know, like I'm not generally like on my own a jokester. I'm not like that's not my natural state. I'm a I'm an analyzer. You, you know, made that. Like, you yeah, made yeah, that I'm, an, I'm an information yeah. guy. You so, made that great joke when you met me about corpses. <laughs> <laughs> so so go watch that Let's Play, and I, I swear to God, like especially towards the end, I'm just like I'm just like Bob Ross, just be, <laughs> just, just being like no. just let the colors yep. flow, take it in, just. Isn't that nice? Like I don't know, I'm so like no, struck out of super, the head. Super relaxing game. I yeah. love it, but like, I sound so preposterous yeah. mm-hmm. trying to like make it like a, a, make a commentary on that game for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, IGN.com. Go find it. Go
2: find it. We're gonna, That's, we're gonna wrap things up. It's the um, problem with our lives is that all the things we do get recorded and published <laughs> right? places where people can find. So we find need Snapchat
0: it. in our lives. Yep. Yep. So it all disappears. Um, yeah, we're gonna be at Pax. If you see us, come say hi. Uh, sorry for a little bit scatterbrain. Uh, we wanted to talk about Metal Gear, and yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna do. Um, I'm really tired right now. I'm just like I just completely just crashed. Anyway, I'm Max Scoville. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter, Max Scoville. You can find Andrew Goldfarb on Twitter, Garfep. You can find Brian on Twitter, Agent Bizzle. That's right. You can right. find Vince at Vincognito. That's right. I love that one. It's perfect for the like, guy <laughs> Metal Gear. And it used to be
3: some confusing
1: thing. We made you change oh, it. Oh, you made me change it yeah. specifically before before yeah. you before you left us yeah, for a sorry. while. But like, yeah, like you. It was like day. It was like day three, and you're like Vince. Yeah, you, that, need, that you need to do your action item on day three. Yeah, for you, me. you were like Vince. You need to do something about this. What I did. It was uh, WK underscore uh, VGAMS. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, totally. One day day I will explain where it came from. Okay. It was the worst idea ever. All
2: right. Uh, If you can't make it to PAX and you want to interact with us, uh, Max and I do a little show called Up at Noon Live every Thursday (sighs) at noon Pacific time, which apparently is not PST. I've been writing noon
3: PST. No. But it's not. To be safe, always just write PT. So what is PST? Because there's... Pacific Daylight Time, Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, like if we're in Daylight Savings Time, it's PDT. Get right. it together. Depends whether because or not Ben Franklin Get, just it, just get it together, now. time. Okay. Yeah, what? Just write PT. Pacific Figure it out. Time. I will now. No. You, can just yeah, write, yeah. you can write Pacific. Yep, or Pacific. Exactly. Pacific. Pacific. It's a lot of words. It's a lot and of words. you
0: could say you can you can make a good mnemonic device because Pacific is where either palm, way the palm trees if, if, and the board shorts. If and you'd, the you'd like to hear us. ladies with the volleyballs all hanging out. All of
2: those things. If you'd like to hear us talk about dumb things like that and watch me get angry over even dumber things like that, uh, check us out. We're on IGN, YouTube, and Twitch. Noon Pacific Time with no S. And uh, you can tweet at us and talk to us and uh, we'll do a fun live show together. Let's
0: have a nice time. Let's hang out. On that note, beyond. 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 Beyond.
1: Beyond. Stop. Beyond. Stop Stop it. Beyond.